Hi, and welcome to Season 3 of the Declare Conference Podcast with me, Ann Watson. I am so excited you're here. If you're joining us for the first time, Declare is an annual conference with a mission to equip women to walk in their callings as Christian communicators. Whether you are a writer, a speaker, a podcaster, or a social media junkie, Declare is the place for you. Through the conference, you'll be encouraged, inspired, and equipped with all the latest tools and techniques from some of the top leaders in Christian communication today. We also have a lot of fun. This year's conference is going to be in Dallas from October 2 through 4. Our theme is Sweet as Honey, and you're not going to believe the fantastic speaker lineup and surprises that we have in store for you. Just visit DeclareConference.com for more details and to purchase your ticket, but don't wait. This event sells out every year, so get your ticket now. In our last episode, you heard encouragement from Blythe Daniel as she talked about the challenges of writing a book and what agents and publishers are really looking for. If you haven't heard that yet, you're going to want to check that out on iTunes or your little podcast app. Today, we're on episode 48 with Kat Lee. Kat is a Declare favorite. She's been on the podcast before, so you can go back and listen to those too. But if she's new to you, Kat is a wife and a mom. She is a businesswoman, a speaker, and she's the founder of InspiredToAction.com and HelloMornings.com. Now she gets to add author of a book to her list of accomplishments. Her new book, Hello Mornings, is going to be out early next year, so you're not going to want to miss that. Today, we're going to talk about the power of focus and get insight on setting priorities that actually work for you. Also, you are not going to want to miss the last 10 minutes when she talks about why social media isn't the best way to build a platform. You're going to love her. But before I get started, I want to take just a minute to highlight Declare Conference host Jen Weaver. Many of you may know Jen from previous Declare Conferences, but we are so excited to announce that releasing this week is Jen's first ever book. It's called A Wife's Secret to Happiness, Receiving, Honoring, and Celebrating God's Role for You in Your Marriage. You are just going to love this book. First of all, it is completely adorable, but it is also so full of wisdom and it's really well laid out. Everything from the way that the pages are illustrated to even the font, but really the advice that she has is just outstanding. It's going to change your life and you're not going to want to miss it because you're really going to want to know what your wife style is. So if that sounds intriguing to you, go check out this book, A Wife's Secret to Happiness at thegenweaver.com or you can go to wifestyling.com. That's W-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-I-N.com. So let's go ahead and get started with our conversation with Kat Lee. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. You are the lucky winner of my first ever podcast. <laughs> so I've, uh, I've just tried to make sure that I do the whole thing correctly. And I know you're a pro. Well, if it makes you feel any better, my call recorder automatically records. So if anything goes wrong on your end, I have a copy of it here. Oh, I'm going to have to check my settings on that one. See how that works. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, in the settings, you can have it automatically start recording, which I do because I would always live in the mortal fear that I wasn't recording, which would be bad. Right, mortal fear. I feel right. this. Mortal fear. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I feel this. Absolutely. So uh, I thought maybe we would just go ahead and jump right in. Sounds good. My kids are happily watching a show because I'm a great mom like that. So you know, I'm. I'm good. Don't feel like you need to. Oh, well, that's great. No, my, I've actually, you know, plowed my dogs with a couple of rawhides to keep them quiet. <laughs> my kids are older. They understand the whole don't talk while mommy's working thing, but 
<laughs> Mine are too. Just to, it doesn't make any difference. Well, well, yeah, it doesn't make it. They're 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 old enough to know. But I always entertain them with the show because inevitably, I, I get it. Yeah, I absolutely get it. So okay, I am so excited to get to talk to you a little bit today. I know that you have been on the Declare podcast a bunch of times before, and that you have been a speaker at Declare a couple of times before, at least. And, uh, but I know that we've probably got some listeners that don't yet know who you are and we want to introduce them to you. So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about you and your family and kind of what's new in your life? I will. Yay. Well, hello, my name is Kat Lee and I am married to Jimmy Lee and we have three kids, uh, Anna, Allison and Jackson. They're 14, 12 and nine. So my kids are kind of on the, the older range of a lot of people that I know that do stuff online. So it's, it's actually such a fun season. I love one of my favorite things is on Instagram. I love encouraging moms of littles that it, it gets so much, you know, not, not necessarily easier. It gets different. I mean, you know this cause your kids are, are older too, yeah. but are. Uh, it, it's it gets to be so fun like it's just fun when your kids get your sense of humor and can crack jokes too and you can enjoy a lot of the things that you remember when you were younger with them so um yeah so we live in waco texas and i um run a podcast called inspired to action and it's a podcast to encourage moms and i also have a site called hellomornings.org where we help women build life-giving morning routines so and i just finished a book for hello mornings called shocker hello mornings so that's the first time i've ever ventured into the literary world and it's been an adventure but i've been loving it so much so that's pretty much who I am and where I'm at. We, we have a dog too, you know? Okay. All right. So you've actually said a lot right there. And first of all, let me just say, cause my kids are older, like uh, you, well, actually my kids are more older, like I guess than yours. That's not really good grammar, but we're going to ignore that for right now. <laughs> no, but mine are 22, 18 and almost 15. And so I love your encouragement to young moms that it does get better. But like you said, when their personalities kind of develop and you get to interact with them, that way I, it's the best time of parenthood in yes, my mind. I love it. So I couldn't agree with you more. And then let's touch on the podcast and hello mornings, because as I was gearing up for this, I was kind of doing a little bit of research and I'm actually amazed. You've got several different websites and some Bible studies and some teaching. You've got the podcasting. I mean, you have got a lot going on and now you're adding to that a book and I just, I'm curious, how do you juggle all of that? How do you make all of that work? Well, you know, it, it's funny. It reminds me of like when I was a kid, I remember I wanted to be, people would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a Olympic figure skater who also plays backup guitar for Amy Grant. So it could be like a combo show, like an Olympic figure skating <laughs> competition where Amy Grant comes out and does the halftime show. And then I'm her like guitarist for that. Maybe we do a couple duets. Oh, so big dreams. I, I've, I've pretty much never been super focused, which is actually something that I've been learning lately, which has been incredibly helpful. Um, so, so yeah, so I have... The Inspired Action Podcast, which is for moms, and then hellomornings.org, which is for women. And then I also I have had, well, I had, I guess I should say that, a blog podcast called How They Blog. And I say it's sort of had, sort of have, because, because it's a podcast, people still listen to it. Like, I know a lot of people don't go back and read old blogs 
all that much, but podcasts, I get emails at least weekly with people saying, can you start that podcast again? Or can I still buy the, how they blog blogging planner, which I don't actually sell anymore. And it's just, spoke to me a lot about the longevity of a podcast because, you know, like I said, weekly, I'll get emails about that. But I stopped doing it because I've realized the power of just focusing, of narrowing down, not necessarily what I'm interested in, but just what I'm dedicating my time to at this season in my life. There's a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And in it, he says, success is not simultaneous, but sequential. And I loved that concept because there are so many things that I want to do, so many things that I'm interested in. I love nerding out on the latest tools to, you know, for blogging or for podcasting or for whatever, but I just can't do all the things. You know, we all have the same number of hours in a day. And I've just learned that, okay, what is it that God wants me to just kind of focus in, uh, focus on and hone in on? And the more that I've just done this and prayed about it. I just feel like Hello Mornings is a thing that I need to be focusing in on. And I'm still doing the Inspired Action podcast, but whereas it used to be a blog and I used to do a lot more with it right now, it's really just the podcast so that all my energy is going to Hello Mornings. And um, so that's, that's really how I balance it in the sense of I'm just stopping doing other things and I'm learning that really to do anything well, I need to be focused. And, and that's always hard to do, but I've seen such such incredible fruit from it. You know, I think that's a really great point is that focus, especially because as I know I get older, I feel like I'm getting more ADD. And I think, you know, it's the advent of technology and cell phones and just we're constantly have something going on. There's not a whole lot of downtime. And so focus is really key. And I read something on one of your blogs where you had put a quote do as little as possible as well as possible, which I thought yep. was really kind of cool. And then I also heard you speak one time where you gave an illustration about a river and you said that a river cuts through the rock, not because of its power, but because of its persistence. Yeah. I think that's actually a Jim Rohn quote. I don't want to take, I don't want to take credit for such a, a great line, but I love the the truth of it. You know, it's just that consistency over time, that focus over time, mm-hmm. that create something like the Grand Canyon or, you know, whatever, whatever incredible Canyon is near you. Uh, just the idea that just that slow, steady plodding faithfulness, the whole tortoise and the hare. Right. Uh, just you, there, there is a ton of power to that. In that book, the one thing, the main question that he asks is what is the one thing that I can do, uh, whereby doing it will make everything else, um, unnecessary or easier. So it's sort of a mouthful of a question. Every time I read the book, I think, how could he have reworded that? Because it's, it's, it's a little bit of a mouthful. But, but the idea is, what could I be doing right now that would make everything easier? So, for example, uh, recently I decided to kind of pull back a little bit from social media and really focus in on email. And I realized, wow, if I, I have a, an assistant... And she was helping me with social media and sort of like, okay, we need to get content up for the week. We need to think of all the different themes for all the different days and put the content up. And then once we get it up, you know, you kind of feel like the stuff you put on social media ends up disappearing, right? right? And so then we're like, I was like, let's pull back on social media and let's just really get the email thing awesome. And what we realized in doing that is all the content that I'm creating for the email, we can then pull that out for social media. 
And so by pulling back and focusing on that one thing, again, an email is awesome because then you control it. You don't have to worry about algorithms. You don't have to worry about the next social media platform taking over and losing your audience, you know, like Periscope or whatever. Um, and so by focusing on that email, uh, not only are we building something that's probably going to be a lot more powerful and a lot more lasting, but we're also creating content in one place that we can then use in social media. So it was, it's kind of an example of how I, I used anyway, that question of what's the one thing that I can do right now that's going to make everything else easier uh, or unnecessary. Yeah. I've really enjoyed thinking through that and how can I focus better so that I can be more effective uh, with, without having to do all the things. So I actually, I think I know this book and it's a secular book. Uh, it's not a Christian yes, one. It's it written is. by uh, a guy who's done really, really well in realty. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, so I, I've actually heard of, about this book before and we'll put a link in the show notes to it. But what would you say to people who are just kind of thinking, I just, I have too much to do. It would be so nice to focus on just one thing, but you don't understand my life. I have fires going all over the place. I don't know how to slow down or even where to start. Right, right. I heard another quote by Laura Vanderkam, who is an author. She wrote a book called 168 Hours. Again, this is a secular resource. Okay. Um, and she says, I'm, I'm going to butcher the exact phrase, phrasing of it, but she says, instead of saying that you don't have time for something, what if instead you said it's not a priority? So instead of saying to someone, I'm sorry, I really can't um, write a blog post for your company uh, because I don't have time. Instead of, what, what if you said, I'm sorry, I can't write a blog post for your company because it's really not a priority right now. Or what if we said, you know, I really don't have time to exercise right now in this season of my life. But instead, if we said, I, it's just not a priority in my life right now, that's really, if we're honest with ourselves, that's really the truth. We have time and we can use time however we want to. It's going to make people, some people happy and some people sad, depending on how we use it. But ultimately, it comes down to not, not whether or not we have the time. It comes down to what we are choosing to make a priority. And I think when we ask ourselves that question, then it brings sometimes uncomfortable, but a lot of truth into and a lot of clarity into whatever our situation is. And it probably has a little bit of power to release you from some stuff, too. Exactly. You know, I remember a quote from years ago when I was doing one of those home-based businesses where you have the parties and invite a ton of people mm -hmm. to buy your stuff. I remember somebody telling me that time is not a statement of fact. It's a statement of priority. And mm. I've kind of always remembered that time is not a fact. It's a priority situation. So that makes so mm -hmm. much sense to me. For somebody who is a writer or a speaker or starting a podcast, you know, how do you sort out what the biggest priority is? Like, how do you look around at your giant to-do list and think this is the one thing that's going to make the biggest difference? That's a good question. Well, so I have, I, I try to live, live my life from the viewpoint of, okay, ultimately, what do I want to do? Ultimately, I want my life to bring glory to God and to bring others to him. So I have like a life mission statement where I, you know, I have that actual phrase written down. And then I think through what, who do I want to be as a wife and as a mom? Who do I want to be as a writer, as a speaker, as a podcaster? And so I've really sort of cemented 
where I want to head in all these different areas of my life. And then I've written them down in such a way that I know what my priorities are. I, I've heard people use the idea of a concentric circle. And so God is in the middle and then our spouse is outside of that. And then our kids and our family and our job, you know, kind of whatever order you want to put the rest in. But if something is not working quite right at any level, whether it's first our relationship with God or with our, our spouse or with our kids, or if, you know, we're not consistently producing content, it's the idea of just pulling in things until the most important things are in order. So where I gave that email example, you know, I was trying to do stuff on social media and really get traction there, but I realized, you know, I'm not doing the most important thing first. I'm not, I'm not super consistent with my email list and I want to do that first. So I'm going to pull in on social media so I can focus on email. And then when I get that in order, then I can focus on the next outer ring. And so a lot of it is just sitting down and taking time and thinking, okay, what's going to have the most impact? Just sitting and thinking about it. It's trying things and then being willing to be wrong and switching gears. And I do that a lot. I, I often joke that uh, I give my VA whiplash because I'm like, oh, let's do this. Yeah, maybe not. Let's do this. Let's do this. And, and hopefully it's always moving in the right direction, but I am constantly trying to make small adjustments to make sure that we're on track. It's so important to understand that it's trial and error. You know, one of the things that I feel like God has been teaching mm-hmm. me over the last couple of years is that our callings are never just one thing, but that it's more of a fluid concept and that it can change with the season Mm -hmm. that we're in. And I feel like we have to be adaptable to that. So kind of along those lines, Mm -hmm. you know, trying something, seeing if that works, if that's getting you the result that you want, and then being willing to say, nope, that's not it, and going to try something else... I think is a it, it's a good thing. It creates flexibility. It creates room for the spirit to work. So I love that concept. And, you know, of course, in the midst of all of this, uh, one thing that I do in my morning time with God is I just read through that mission statement. I'm like, okay, Lord, is, is this, am I lining up with where I'm wanting to go with this? Is this true to where, where you want me to go? And so really seeing all those plans that I have and all those things that I have as more of a sacrifice than an idol. I'm not going to go 100% towards perfecting my email list if maybe God's like, you know, I think there's people on Instagram who could use your encouragement. And, you know, I'm not not saying that God talks to what social media platform we should be on, but just the idea of being really open and and flexible, not just to to my plans, but really fundamentally to where where God is leading and, and not clinging so tightly to my organized system that I'm not listening to him and where he might be leading. Yeah. Although I have to admit, occasionally I wish that God would just, you know, send a neon sign. Here's what I want you to do today. I just, that would just be so helpful. Right. 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 So helpful. So, okay, you have actually been focusing a lot lately on the book. You mentioned that a little bit earlier. Tell us about where that idea came from and what was the process to getting it done and what can we expect from it? Well, you know, I never necessarily thought I wanted to write a book. I know this is the sort of thing that people are groaning about. I remember I'd always hear musicians say, yeah, I never really wanted to make music or I didn't really know how to sing. It just sort of happened and now I'm you know, travel around the country making music. And I would always be like, that's disgusting, (laughs) you know, because I would love to be able to make music and I'm just not musically gifted. Um, And so I feel a little bit like that because I never necessarily thought about writing. And so I, a book, and so I actually put it off for 
a, a long time just thinking that, no, that's not something really that I want to do. And, and I would try out all these other things um, and all these other av- areas, you know, like the How They Blog podcast and writing about business and that sort of thing, or really diving in um, with inspired action and motherhood stuff, but just really always feeling God calling me back to Hello Mornings because fundamentally I'm going to help the most people if I can just uh, help them build the habit of getting before Jesus each day. Uh, so, so I just felt like that was the direction that I needed to go. And I love learning about habit building and, um, that sort of stuff. And so that's fundamentally what the book is about. It's about building a life giving morning routine. And it's, so it's not just about, you know, Bible study or whatever. In Hello Mornings, we, um, we focus on three areas, God time, plan time, and move time. The idea being that, you know, we're supposed to be not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. So we want our, our morning time with God to consist of spending time with him, you know, reading the word, praying, God time, uh, and then bringing him into our planning for the day and and having a prayerful attitude as we go around organizing our time for the day and just being like, God, you know, am I supposed to be in this meeting today? Um, or am I supposed to pursue this today? What's really on your heart for how you want me to spend my time? Maybe instead I'm supposed to, you know, take the day off and spend the day with my husband and build that relationship. And so just having that, taking our, our quiet time, if you will, and bringing it into our planning time and then bringing that then into our, you know, idea of exercise or movement so that as we think about, a lot of times when we think about fitness, we think about, okay, the you know, number on a scale or the size of our clothes, or I want to get fit so I can look a certain way. But fundamentally, our fitness is about having energy to do the things that God has called us to. So in Hello Mornings, we talk about those three things. How can I spend time with him and plan my day with him and then have the energy to do whatever it is that he's called me to do? And so that's really what the book is about, how to build that habit in the morning and having a routine that can bend with the seasons of our life instead of just break so that we're truly building a lifelong habit. Um, And so I'm really excited about it. I get to get a little bit nerdy. And as I talk about habit building, as I talk about the impact of sleep on us, as I talk about different fitness things or planning things and sharing a lot about different ways to spend time with Jesus in the morning. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. I also get to share about community and how to um, join in with other, it's, you know, it's a book for anybody, but also specifically written to women and how we can join together in our our time with the Lord in the morning and keep each other accountable and then help each other grow and build that community. So, so it's really connecting your quiet time to your life, to, to everything that you do during the day, which I think can sometimes be a disconnect. I went on and on for like five minutes and then you're like wrapping it up in this one little sentence. I love it. (laughs) Well, no, as, well, as you were talking about it, I was just thinking through just this idea of, connecting what you're doing in the morning and how you're connecting with God to, because I think for a lot of people, they do their quiet time, or even if they're inconsistent, they do it, they feel that connection and then they close the Bible or the book, and then they kind of move on with the rest of their day. And they leave that piece behind that they've done that. And you are talking about integrating that more fully into your planning so that it can feed you throughout the day. I think that that's just a really great concept that I would, I can't wait to get my hands on this book. Well, and I just think it's so crucial. I mean, how, how much we're missing out on if we have access to the God of the universe and he wants to 
spend time with us and he wants us to pray to him and he wants us to read his word. Um, And if we just limit that to a certain part of the day and we're not accessing his wisdom and his heart for others and the way that he can, you know, share something with us that can just get us to the very core of an issue, whether that's something with our kids or something with a relationship with someone or whether that's, you know, something in a business decision, uh, we're just so missing out if we don't walk with him throughout the rest of our day and, and just compartmentalize into that morning time. And so I just think it's truly the most powerful thing that we can do as a wife or as a mom or as a business owner. Uh, there's nothing more impactful that we can do than to connect with him on a daily basis and really an hourly basis throughout the day and just getting in the habit of bringing him into everything that we're doing. You're so right. What I'm really curious about is tell me about the process of writing the book. I mean, did you decide you were going to write a book and then instantly all the chapters aligned and the agent called you and the publishing house said, oh yeah, we're all in? Or, you know, what was your experience like just with writing it? Um, I went off to a beautiful secluded cave and just wrote for hours. No, that's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Is It's not no, that? I thought that was what it was no, too. No, and I... And I just realized I said cave and not cabin. Cave, cabin. <laughs> who, goes to, who goes to a cave? It was glamping. Um, yes, it was glamping. No, um, I guess I got to the point where I realized that the, writing a book wasn't going to have to be about me. Because I think before when I thought about writing a book, it was going to be like a motherhood book um, for Inspired to Action. But when I realized it could be a book with the concepts in Hello Morning, I was like, well, great. This doesn't have to be really a book about me. I mean, it has a lot of my story in it, but... I get to share the fun, nerdy facts that I love learning about or the, you know, just just all kinds of different things. And so I got really excited about it. Um, and so when I thought about doing that, um, I actually had a publisher approach me. And so I decided, well, I should maybe have an agent before we move on with this. So I uh, had a friend recommend her agent. His name is Don Jacobson, and he's absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing. And, you know, then we just went through the process of the proposal and then uh, got picked up by a publisher. And then I had to start writing the book, which, you know, was terrifying because I don't think I've ever written anything longer than like a college paper. So that was a little bit scary. I was literally, (laughs) I was literally Googling how to write a book (laughs) as I'm writing the book. Or I would write how to, I heard somebody say something about a story arc. I'm like, what is a story arc? So I learned a lot, needless to say, in the process of writing. And um, it was it was a very challenging thing. It's like forcing yourself to run a marathon and then realizing you have to run four is kind of what it felt like, um, four marathons in a row. So it was hard work, but it was really, really good, very refining. It, I think it helped me and the whole Hello Mornings team figure out how to best help people at a much more micro level than we ever realized before. And so now that you've got one under your belt, do you think if they were to approach you and say, Hey, we'd really love for you to write a second book. You'd be like, no problem. I've got this down. (laughs) I will be much more ready (laughs) if I'm able to write another book, much more ready. I'm not, I won't be Googling all the different tools that I use. I won't have to, yeah, there, I will be much better off. It won't be quite the hilarity that it was this time around. I can't wait. So when does the book come out? It comes out January, 2018. So it's amazing how long of a process publishing is. Yeah. I've heard that before, that it's a couple of years from concept to, 
you know, fruition. So, well, we will be looking for that excitedly and people can check out kind of Hello Mornings before that though, right? I mean, there's a website that they can go to and social media, stuff like that. Absolutely. And we have a lot of challenges throughout the year. We have a 30-day, three-minute morning challenge. That's a simple way for people to jump in. And then we have some deeper six-week Bible study sessions that people can jump in on throughout the year as well. Oh, that's great. Well, we're going to put the links to your websites and to those kinds of things in the show notes at the end. But I wanted to ask you just kind of a couple of rapid round kind of questions. So one of the things is that technology these days is always changing. And that means that trends are always changing. So what kind of technology or writer's tip, life hack kind of thing are you obsessed with right now? And what are you just completely over? Okay, that's a good question. I am absolutely loving Asana, which is a project management tool, Hmm. guess, website, whatever. Um, And I love, like I'm literally, when I have free time, I watch videos on how to use Asana because I'm so excited about it because it's, it's just really powerful. It took me a little while to get the hang of it, but once I did, because I'm managing so much, I have the Inspired Action podcast. We're about to start a Hello Mornings podcast. We publish five Bible studies a year with Hello Mornings and we have these, we have all these registrations and all these challenges that we do, plus writing the book and then three kids and blah, blah, blah. So there's so much going on and Asana just allows me to break all those different areas up and keep everything organized and get an overall view of everything. And I, I'm just super excited about Asana right now. And, and it also makes just as on a super practical level, you can use it as an editorial calendar and it works brilliantly for that. Okay. Is it like a, a website, an app? Yeah, it's a website and an app and it's yeah, pre- basically like a glorified to-do list, Okay, but you can have tons of different projects and you can bring lots of team members in and it's really great. And then what am I over? Well, I mean, right now, a little bit social media, just, just getting off the hamster wheel of social media. I'll still post things occasionally. Um, but you know, I'm kind of, like I said, scaling back and trying to focus on email and getting that good instead of getting enticed by all the new social media things that are out there. That's an interesting take though, because as a a self-proclaimed conference junkie, I've been to a lot of conferences where they talk about how critical it is to build your platform, build your platform, build your platform, and that the primary way to do that is through social media. So are you thinking there's another way to do that? I think that's actually not the best way. I mean, if I can be totally contrary, yeah. uh, because, you know, what what is the percentage? I don't actually know the statistics because I don't pay attention too much to Facebook, but I know it's really, really low. Like the percentage of people that are your followers or that like your page, you know, uh, especially a page because it's a business, you get even fewer organic views. Um, you know, the percentage of people that have followed you that actually see your stuff in their feed is not very high. It's like a fraction of what it could be. Um, and then, you know, kind of like people who invested a ton into Periscope and now Periscope's, I mean, it's still there, but it's not what it used to be. Um, I just think all these platforms are constantly changing and they want to turn it into a business model. And so, you know, like Facebook pages are going to reduce the the views that you get, hoping that you're going to spend ad dollars on it. And you're really playing on somebody else's playground. And what I love about email is that I know that when I send out an email, I know exactly how many people are going to open that. I don't always know who's going to open it, but based on my history, I know exactly how many people are going to open it. I have a really good idea of how many people are going to click through on the link that I'm focusing on in that email. And 
I know that I'm going to have their sole attention. They're not scrolling through stuff, you know, enticed by the next um, feed, you know, item in their feed. They're looking at my email and focused in on that, and they can click right there and go through to whatever I've linked to. So I, I think social media is enticing, and it seems cool, and it seems like a really fast way to build an audience. But I've seen a lot of pages that have like 100,000 fans or whatever the phrase is, uh, but then you look on some of their uh, posts that they posted and they'll have maybe a hundred views or, you know, just some really, really tiny fraction of the number of, of fans that they have. And so I just love the, you know, relative certainty of email. I think it's that old argument of quantity versus quality. Exactly. So that's a really great point. And um, I think that that is going to actually generate some conversation here with us. You've been doing this for a long time. You've got some great tools and some tips that you have shared, but if you had one thing that you wish you had known back when you started out, what would be the one thing that you would tell somebody, you know, you don't need to worry about this, or you should spend your time on this? You know, I think I would say focus on the things that you enjoy the most. And, and at least in the beginning, let that lead you. Obviously, there's a point at which we just need to be professionals and we just need to do the work. But, you know, in the beginning, I didn't love writing blog posts. And I currently know that I don't love just posting on social media without some kind of grand plan. But I've learned that I love podcasting and I love speaking. And I've really enjoyed the process of writing a long form book as opposed to, you know, short blog post. So just recognizing what you really enjoy because you might be doing this for a really long time and you really want to figure out what you're good at, what communicates best to your audience and don't be afraid to to pivot and to change direction. You know, obviously that's always that fine line between doing that and and just being consistent and being faithful. And I think if they can find that happy place between being willing to pivot and then being steadfast in the process, I think that's pretty much a sure path to getting where they're hoping to go because there's not a lot of people that are super consistent over the long haul when it comes to doing stuff online. And I think that's always going to give them a leg up, especially if they're passionate about whatever it is they're doing. Oh my God. That's so great. And that kind of brings us back full circle to what we started talking about, you know, about the focus and the one thing and, Mm -hmm. you know, to consistency over time. I think that that's so great. And so encouraging too. So you have mentioned a couple of times that you love to nerd out Um, And you love to do your research and that kind of stuff. And I know this to be true because you and I first met at Declare a couple of years ago. And when I heard you speak, it was kind of a mind-blowing talk for me. It was all about the strength finders. I remember it to this day. I remember meeting you and just hearing you speak. And I was just so blown away and just became a huge fan in an instant. And, you know, you've been at Declare several times. So you are a Declare favorite, But I thought I would ask you, what do you love about Declare? I just love, Declare just feels like summer camp for (laughs) grownups, you know, or for maybe people who love online stuff, grownups, maybe not all grownups. I just love it because it's, you get to learn a lot. Like there's a lot of practicality in learning about the online world, learning how to communicate. But at the same time, there's so much Christ-centered ministry, and it just seems like a such. I've been to lots of different kinds of conferences, and it just feels like such a healthy balance between learning how to communicate, learning how to, you know, communicate to lots of people at the same time, just really being women of the word and uh, learning how to communicate 
hopefully with what God puts on our hearts and not just our own thing and pursuing our own platform. So I love the practicality of it and I love the heart of it. And I just love the people. It just feels very down to earth and like a very comfortable place to go. Sometimes going to a conference can be super intimidating because you think, I don't know anybody or, you know, all these people are going to be cooler than I am. You know, all those things that we thought we'd be over when we were 12 and now we still have them at whatever age we are. Um, But it's just such a comfortable place to be and uh, just really just love going there. feels like summer camp again. Yeah. I think that's such a great analogy. And I have to agree with you because when I was there a couple of years ago, I did go by myself and there is a little bit of that nervousness, but one of the things about it that I loved was it was so approachable that the people, the speakers were so approachable. And I remember just walking up to you right after your talk and being like, okay, I'm obsessed. And you and I kind of became friends. Yeah. That was, there was like a, a cupcake display or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I remember remember being so encouraged because I was very nervous about that talk. And so I remember being super encouraged by you. Oh, well, I'm so glad. I am nerding out over you, especially because you're joining us at Declare again this year. And so, you know, we want everybody to go ahead and get their tickets because the phenomenal Cat Lee, with all of her nerding out, is going to be joining us. I'll be scared by the nerding out. I'll try to make it fun and interesting. No, and you do, because I just think that what you do when you speak and when you share what you have learned is kind of like what Lin-Manuel Miranda did for Hamilton. Okay, not not that you're being extreme or anything. (laughs) I know, well, it could be a little dramatic maybe, but no, seriously, I think that you make some of these things feel like they can be done, like they are within the scope of possibility and that we're really all in this together. I love that. And I just, I love that. I actually have a whole chapter in my book about possibility. So I love that you just said that right now. Oh, great. Well, I can't wait for the book. I can't wait to see you at Declare. So as we are just kind of getting ready to wrap up, you know, if people are interested, they want to find out more about you or Inspired to Action or Hello Mornings. I mean, where is the best place for them to go look for you? You can find me at inspiredtoaction.com. That's the podcast for moms or at hellomornings.org. And I would love to connect with you there. If I'm on social media, it's going to be on Instagram, which I think is inspired to action. I remember at one point I tried changing all my names and then I got one done and realized I couldn't get the others. So it confuses me sometimes, but Instagram is inspired to action. Okay, great. I can't wait to see you in just a couple of months and I can't wait to hear what you come up with for us for your talk this time. And you might even be joining us for a lab session as well, which our listeners will find out more about uh, in the coming months. So that's not finalized yet, but it's like a little surprise we want to offer our people. I'm so excited about it. Me too. Well, Kat, I just cannot thank you enough for um, allowing your kids to watch a show long enough for you and I <laughs> to chat a little bit and catch up. And Annie, you were supposed to say reading the Bible. Oh, sorry. And yes. the scripture. Yeah. I, I'm so glad that your kids are <laughs> studiously reading the Bible. I mean, mine are as well, yes. right at this moment. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's what they do in their free time. <laughs> You know, because we raised them right. Right. So people can call us if they need advice on that. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, it is just, it's been so great to talk to you. uh, And I cannot wait to hear more from you. I want people to go find you online, come find you at Declare. And we're excited about the book. We're excited about all of it. We'll see you guys at Declare. Yeah, we will see you at Declare. (laughs) Thanks so So much for joining us, Kat. All right. Thanks, Ian. Okay. Wasn't that so great? 
I hope that you really enjoyed nerding out with me and Kat Lee, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Declare Conference podcast. You can find more from Kat Lee when you go to declareconference.com. Just click on the show notes under the podcast tab to find all the links we mentioned today. And while you're there, be sure to get your ticket for Sweet as Honey. You are even going to have to wait to get connected to our incredible online community where you can ask questions and find friends and get important tips and tricks that are going to help make your communication matter. Don't miss a podcast episode either. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and then follow Declare Conference on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Leave tons of comments and tell all your friends and mark your calendars for October 2nd through the 4th, 2017 in Dallas, Texas. A big thank you, shout out, and congratulations to Jen Weaver, a Declare Conference host on her new book, A Wife's Secret to Happiness. You are going to want to pick up this book for sure, and you're going to want to find out what your wife style is. So to find out more about how you can do that, visit her website at wifestyling.com. Declare is, at its heart, a connected group of women committed to sharing encouragement and the gospel message with the world through writing, speaking, podcasting, and more. Just by listening to this podcast, you're already part of the mission. To get even more involved, though, you can join us as a sponsor for Declare. Visit our website and get all the details. So that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Declare Conference Podcast.